Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Beautiful people, this is Forever Young. I'm Dr. John Lakey. And I'm Dr. Payman Daniel Port. And I want to thank all our listeners and viewers for sending in all those emails, the, the feedback that we've received, because ultimately this is how we come up with the ideas for these podcasts. And, uh, you know, so you know, hopefully you've learned something. I know we have with all of our, our guests. And, and segueing into that, today we've got uh, something very special for you, uh, you know. It's approaching that time of year. Very. I think, you know, the the idea behind giving back, and it doesn't have to be at one particular point in the year, um, but I think uh, this one's going to touch your hearts today, and, and, and we'll explain why. Um, our longtime friend and colleague, Dr. Lionel Hunt, who is an orthopedic spine surgeon. Uh, we've known since, uh, you know, since we arrived at Cedars, and uh, operated with him on multiple occasions. It's been the best, uh, some of the best cases that, that we've uh, done. And, and um, you know, Dr. Hunt also has a brother who is a spine surgeon, and his sister is a physician. I mean, kudos Powerhouse. to your mom because she is one phenomenal woman. So, you know, listen, you, you can imagine uh, it start off with uh, you know school at Johns Hopkins. Uh, you know, you end up with uh, going to USC for medicine. You go to Emory for an internship. You come back to California, San Francisco for, you know, uh, residency. And then further, uh, you know, it, specialty spine surgical uh, fellowships down in La Jolla. Uh, you know, you know that we've got a powerhouse here. Also one of the the best in the game by far in every way you are the epitome of what a physician should be and i say that to you because of how you treated my family thank you dr right, leonel hunt it is it is, it <laughs> is so nice to have you here bro do we do, do, do we need anything else yeah. let's, <laughs> i think i think <laughs> welcome welcome welcome, welcome. <laughs> thank you fellas thank you man it is so nice to have you here dude it is uh been a long time coming. Definitely. Been a long time coming. I've known you guys. God, I've been at Cedars, what, 19 years now? So yeah, It's been 15, yeah. I think. It was funny how we met. But you look younger than us. <laughs> Dude, 51, five days ago. Oh, oh happy birthday. Oh, Man, look at all that gray. You want to see all that we, gray? We, we, we have to go celebrate your <laughs> we, birthday we, now. We do. That's right. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a long time coming, man. Definitely. And, uh. I, I I appreciate watching you guys grow. That's been that's been incredible. I remember our first case, and she still haunts us a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but funny thing is enough, she's doing great. But uh, that's awesome. Somebody I we booked another plastic surgeon to help us, and she was out of town. Yeah. And she's like, "You're gonna like my boys. They're cool <laughs> people." She's like, "They're well trained. They're good." And I think you guys were brand new yep. to L.A. And I don't think I've called in 15 years another plastic surgeon since. 
So that ought to love it. Thank you. You've taken care of many of my friends, you know, and just it speaks for themselves. And now, look at where we are. Yeah, yeah, yes, <laughs> absolutely. <know>. Studio, <laughs> right? Posters up on the wall. Oh yeah. I think I think we've all come a long way since yeah, that time, yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. You know, listen. Besides being an accomplished surgeon and an incredible human being, uh, you and your brother started a foundation that we were happy to, you know. A part of, albeit small, we, you know. Uh, oh, don't minimize made, it. You know, uh, which is known as the Hunt Foundation, and, and I think maybe what we can do is this, and, and we'll also we'll touch on your podcast too, which uh, I think is phenomenal. But the least that's uh, that's not even the most important. Yeah, the po- listen, this is this is. You know, but this is an incredible foundation that kind of goes back to roots and really giving back to people who do not have the luxuries that we do in especially in the field of medicine. And maybe you can kind of bring us through the history of why you started it, how you started it, mm-hmm. and where it's come over the last, you know, 15 years yeah. or more. Um, very easy to tell you why we started it. My brother and I and my sister, we've always said, dude, we, we've gone this far from where we've come from. And now, what do we do with that? As you know, where we live and work in Beverly Hills, this is a bubble. This isn't the real world, (laughs) you know? And so we forget that outside of this little zip code, you don't even have to go as far as Africa. No. You don't have to go as far as Southeast Asia. You can drive five miles east Mm -hmm. and feel like you're in another country. And so what good is having all of this if you keep it to yourself? I always say a life well lived is a life spent in service, you know, and if you can't, and there's a difference, you know, characterizes his uh, entire personality. So for those of you listening and watching, uh, you know, this is no joke. And he's single. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I have to throw that in there. It's all right. Uh, It's quite all right. You know, but it's, it's one of those things where you either, live to be served or you live to serve and it's not what i'm saying like serving people but you'll serve yourself but you'll also live in service of those around you because that's what that's what people are going to remember you know like everybody else i like the nice homes cars blah 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 but it gets old sure the car is going to get old you're going to want a new one your clothes are going to change. Your watches are going to get old. Everything about you is going to mm-hmm. get old and useless. Mm-hmm. And when all is said and done, your legacy is going to be how you treated people, mm-hmm. whether it's in practice or in the people who you've never met. If you can affect people you've never met, then you've lived a good life. And that's all we could ask for. That is so well said. I'll tell you something. I was having a conversation yesterday or two days yeah. ago with my mom. She goes, you know, it was so sad. Both my parents passed. And people came in and they went through their house and just took things of theirs. And it was so sad to see all of their belongings just go, everything that they lived for. I'm so happy that my father was a physician for 60 plus years. And the only thing we took out of that house were the plaques 
of him doing service for others. Yep. And I, I said to her, I said, there's no reason to cry that they took a, they took his rugs or his chairs. That stuff was going to go anyways. It's not going to go anywhere with it. Yeah. So everything yeah. you said just hit home. Just I mean, literally the conversation was two days ago with yeah. her. And it, it is. It's the truth. All the stuff that we have means nothing. Nothing. Like, for example, my father passed when I was five. I don't know him. You know, he died six months after graduating from med school. But here's the interesting thing. Anybody, he was a physician too? Yeah, he, but oh, he never wow. practiced. He got leukemia while he was in medical school and was terminal his last year. And so he actually came from the hospital to graduate and then back to the hospital. And so he was 32 at the time. And so I don't remember him. And so what's interesting is when I hear people talk about him or just, oh, I knew your father. It was never, I knew what he had or I knew that what degree he had, whatever. There's like, oh, he was a good guy. He was this. Usually if people didn't like somebody, they wouldn't even mention that they knew him. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, here it is 45 years later. I don't, I don't care if you knew him. Sure. Did he affect your life and you somehow had an effect on somebody else's life because of it? Cool. Right. You know? And so earlier you asked about how the foundation was started. So that was the mindset behind it. A lot of people won't believe the story. I'm not going to name the names of the foundations because I don't want to get sued. <laughs> but remember 2010 when the earthquake happened in Haiti? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And literally the next day when everybody was on the news talking about we're looking for, we need people for search and rescue. And at that point in time, because of the type of injuries, they needed orthopedic surgeons and neurosurgeons mm -hmm. for head injuries. My staff gets on the phone, starts calling everybody. Called two people in particular. One was the Red Cross. I'll say them because the Red Cross was like, all right, we're going to keep you in mind, but right now we're just doing search and rescue. Right. You know, if we need some help on the, the ship that they take out there or anything like that, we'll let you know. Cool. The other very well-known one, we basically were like, yeah, we're coming. All you need to do is tell us where to plant our feet. You don't need to do anything else, and we'll get there. And they were like, well, have you ever worked with us before? Nah, but this is a good opportunity for us to help you. They literally outright told my assistant, um... That's okay. We're not interested, but they can send a check. Yeah, exactly. And I was just like, you were just on the other side of things saying you need people just like us. We literally, it happened, I guess, over a weekend. That Monday, we're like, we're getting on a plane to go to Haiti. We'll figure it out. Right. And got denied. So we're like, you know what? This is the problem with large foundations, bureaucracy. And we're like, we can do this on a smaller scale. And the foundation itself has no employees it has no overhead the overhead that it has everything that we've done has been by the graciousness of other people and the money out of our pockets and so we decided let's figure out where we're needed so we ended up going to west africa and gabon first and we took a group of people from cedars there we did a bunch of surgeries and it was difficult because of the language barrier and realized that it just wasn't, and not just the language, but just the politics of the country's leadership, is what I'll say. Um, and we decided it wasn't a good fit. And so we sat around for a couple of years figuring out what's next, because the idea was to help abroad, but an arm of the foundation was also, my brother and I had this weird fascination or dream to one day make people walk again. 
suffering from spinal cord injuries. And so that's always been in the back of our minds. Like we can do that at some point, but the low hanging fruit, let's help people. And we realize what we do every day. If we go somewhere and I operate on 10 people or 20 people, I've only helped 20 people. Does that really put a dent in any problem in healthcare? Mm -mm. Makes me feel good about myself because sure. I went and did a few surgeries for free. That's why I hate the term mission trip, yeah. you know? And so we're like, how do we affect a community? Let's figure out what's needed. It's not spine surgery. It's medicine, bandages, hospital supplies. And so what we started doing is gathering up all of those things and shipping. And helping build a hospital. You know, how do you change a community? Healthcare, education. So we started helping out an orphanage. And this particular orphanage in Ethiopia, if they go through this school and they decide that they wanted to go to anything in healthcare, nursing, pharmacy, medicine, whatever, their school is covered at the med school that we were helping support. Wow, wow that's great. Any student that came through. And so that's kind of, and what people don't see on the backside, they're just like, oh, you guys go over there and do surgeries. We're like, dude, that's the easy part. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Doing the groundwork, having conversations with heads of state, trying to figure out how to get, you know, an x-ray machine Supplies into there, a yeah. country mm -hmm. without getting taxed on it and it not getting stolen. That's the key. I was going to say, and making know? sure that that money that's going there is going for so, the x-ray machine. So yeah, so we don't send any money. Smart. So, for example, the hospital we were working in has a, um, <laughs> you'll understand, their autoclave, their sterilization equipment. It was built in the 1930s. It was an old gas steam one. And so we're sitting there like, so right at the time there was a company that was negotiating with, with Cedars to redo central processing in Cedars. And I was like, huh. Smart. Let me talk to them. So I talked to them, and they were like, yeah, well, there's a company out of Switzerland. They're like, yeah, we'll, or Sweden, I can't remember. They're like, yeah, we'll take a look at your hospital and tell you what we think. I'm like, dude, we just need help. So they went there, looked at the hospital, told us how to remodel the hospital. So we did it. And then they built the machines and said, this is how much it's going to cost for us to build the machines and get them to you. We raised that 114000 which was a factor of eight less than what they were charging Cedars for the same machines. That's awesome. Though. Yeah. And we built them, had them built, had them shipped over. And then as their gift to us, they put a biomedical engineer and a salesperson in Ethiopia and gave us the maintenance for free. Wow. And it was the first. So there are of its, good people out there. Yes. And it was the first of its kind in Ethiopia. Of course. And so, but that's the thing that people don't realize. They're like, oh, but you don't make trips that often. I was like, it's not about me putting my feet on the ground. It's about provide impact resources and hence it's that ripple effect yeah you and know, so i love how you started with education and you know well listen i want you to, to keep yeah no 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 yeah and it's and that's where when we got involved with this hospital that's how we met Tesfaye, mm -hmm. and that you guys have been helping us so graciously he's a plastic surgeon who's basically like a one-man army just trying so, 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 so listen to so listen to what he what he said because I spoke to him a lot this yeah. last time he was here. So for the for the people who are listening and the viewers, there's a hundred million people in the country of Ethiopia. So did you hear what I just said? A hundred million people. We asked him when he was here last time, 
how many spine surgeons there are in the whole country. He told us one. One spine surgeon in a country of 100 million people. Same thing for plastic surgeons, right. too. So think about just what... I mean, even you're providing the resources. We have over 30 that have privileges at Cedars. Yeah. One hospital. I think we have like 40 or 50 in our, build, in our building <laughs> no, that right. we work at. Yeah, sure. You know, so, so, so it's... 80 on staff. And, and, and the only reason I brought that up is because now, Leonel, you're going to tell us what we've, you've been doing with him and how we've been... John really has been helping. Because it's impossible to go down there and operate it on everybody. You can't. However, if you educate... Then you can treat the masses. Education is key. And so what we decided the years ago when we met with him, I'm like, the first thing we can do that's easy and meets with their technology is let's set up an email chain. Here's all the types of pathology that you see as a plastic surgeon, that your orthopedic docs see, whoever's in this hospital, what they see send us cases and we set up an email chain with every specialty we could think of on this chain that could have input and as they send cases and pictures we've responded and this has grown over the years but then what you realize and i'm sure you've seen this and i hope people are listening to it because i'm about to shame some people not by name there are things that have been sent to us that aren't your specialty that aren't my specialty, but we've dabbled in it or we've, we, we know, but we've done our best to help. And there's been people on that chain who remain silent as if they never get the emails. Yeah. Yeah. I've noticed that. I've Surgical noticed that. oncology people, mm-hmm. you know, when there are tumors and right, you know, all they have to do is say, Hey, you know, it's, it's a 30 second email where you say, look, this is what we would do here. If you don't have that capability, this is what I would do. Right. Go down an algorithm. It's yes. It's, but that's when you realize everybody's like, I'll help. But then they're silent. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I'm just like, it's taking it to that next right. Step. So that's why I don't even acknowledge them. And every time we respond, you know, and you see the work he's doing, he's so grateful that he has, it's like when we're in residency and you're working and you know, you feel like you're doing the right thing, but you have big brother looking over your shoulder sure. saying, yeah, you're yes. good. Definitely. And yes. that's what he gets from us. And what he gets from you guys, like, hey, I'm going to do this with this flap. Is this the right thing? You know, and you have to imagine, look, we're so spoiled here that with some of the technology we have, you know, it's so far advanced that we say, oh, well, we'll just do this particular case. And, you know, Dr. Tespai would say, I don't have that. Yeah. Or I don't even, you know, I've never done that. Or, And so what I used to do in the beginning, and, and imagine, imagine people walking, Hundred a hundred miles uh, to bring a child with facial deformity, cleft lip, palate, um, you know, burns, hyena bites. I mean, I've seen some of the craziest things that literally. It's but think like about we've things. seen more than one hyena bite. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, Are you kidding me? It's a weekly thing. Yes. It's yes. unbelievable. Who gets bit by a hyena, man? Yeah. You know who gets bit by a hyena? Yes, a people. poor guy who doesn't have a a, a, a bathroom. A who shower. has to go into the woods. Kids, four-year-old kids. The problem is people don't know about this because of what you said. That little bubble and their Instagram or their TikTok doesn't show. Instagram should show that. Right. And say, hey, look what's going on in here. Okay. But it doesn't. And and here's the crazy part, you know, because, you know, we follow each other on social media. 
the posts that should get the highest regards are yeah. the are the posts on my Instagram about him who don't get as much attention as they should. And it's the funniest thing. Not and at all. I still I pump them out because you know what? That's what life is about. Yeah. You know, we were talking about people traveling. The last time we were in Ethiopia, it's funny because this time they put out a blast that these two doctors are coming to Ethiopia. We had 1,200 people sign up to see us. Oh, my God. <laughs> 1,200 people. How long were you there for? Five days. Yeah, think about hold on, that. Hold on. 1,200 people signed up to see us. Their doctors narrowed it down by their charts. And these are people that they actually had charts on. Narrowed it down to about 500 and something charts. 100 a person. 100 a day. So we ended up... So we flew there. We'd get there on a Saturday. We went straight to the hospital. Staff, everybody went to the hotel. We're like, you get rest because tomorrow's going to be busy. Yeah. We go to the hospital, set up. We come back, me, my brother, and his PA. We sit there, and we just rifle through charts. Like, either it's going to be too crazy for us to deal with while we're here this yeah, trip, yeah, yeah. or this is low-hanging fruit. We can deal with this. And we just said, we'll see these. We saw, between the two of us... Um, and my brother's PA and another doc that came with us, we saw in a, in a matter of two days, laid eyes and hands on almost 200 patients. Holy two God. days, 200 patients. That's, That's unbelievable. And when we, and we had to stop seeing patients when we filled the surgery schedule for the week because there's no reason. What are you going to see them for? To see them and say, you need surgery, but that's heartbreaking. Yeah. And then when we were also there, as soon as we land, my brother and I take trauma call for the week. We take a phone and just all week you guys call us. So while we were in, interesting story. Oh my God. While we were seeing patients, this guy gets wheeled up on a hospital gurney from outside. His family brought him. I can't remember how far they came from. He was in a bus accident. Everybody died except for him. And he was paralyzed. And he comes in. He's got a catheter in his bladder hanging to a bag, not even a Foley bag. And he's flat on his back on this gurney and is like, is there something you guys can do? So we rushed him to surgery that day and did his surgery, decompressed him, fused him, did all this stuff. And we're like, because he was unstable. We get a picture, I want to say, maybe like five months later from, from his family member with the two of them. He's sitting in a wheelchair and they were like, he's getting return of function. Oh, wow. That right there yeah, was, was makes, makes it all worthwhile. All of it. All worthwhile because they don't have the ability to have spinal implants there because they're too expensive. Yeah. So you have an injury like that, they leave you in bed, either in traction or just leave you in bed till you're healed. Wow. Because there's no fixing it. Because uh, they, they can't spend a thousand, right? They can't spend a thousand dollars for screws. I mean, there's no such thing as prefo boots or anything like that. No. There's a picture on my that I, that I posted once where we were making heel lifts by taking rubber gloves, blowing them up like balloons, tying them together so they sit like this, and then putting the oh. ankle on the gloves. Oh my god! And people are like, "What are you guys doing?" We're like, "It That's, works." Yeah, of course it works. It's That's no great. Pressure. Smart, actually, it works. But that's that's the things that people do you, don't realize. I mean, how did you repair some of this stuff? Did you wire it together? Or did you bring? We brought stuff. 
Yeah, yeah. And here's the crazy part, and some of these buying companies ought to be ashamed for this. We ask for stuff that's not new, that's in a warehouse, that's outdated, that they're no longer using, that's they done. can no longer sell yeah. in the U.S. We took, they donated us to take over there, and they were like, whatever you don't use, you have to bring back. Zero sense. <laughs> but they know better. No, no but zero to bring sense. Instruments back, or you'll be charged for it. And I'm like, zero sense. Like, what is the sense? I mean, exactly. Oh, boy. Yeah. One of the biggest game changers that we've that I think out of everything we've done, we found, and I'll give Cedars credit for this. We found two 10 year old heart lung machines over there, stuffed in the bowels of the hospital. Wow. And the perfusionist at Cedars at the time got it refurbished. Both of them refurbished for us, got the company to give us new parts. Oh, and, wow. And we shipped them to the hospital we were working in, and they were able to do the first two open heart surgeries there. No way. That's great. I mean, like, think about that. Think about what you just said. The and first two open heart surgeries there, what, a couple of years ago? This was, this was eight years ago? Eight years ago. But again, it's not even we do. There's 100 million people there. It's not like it's a country of 20 million, 5 million. Yeah. There's a hundred. There's. It's like yeah. a true humongous country. Yeah. And it blows my mind. I mean, really. I mean, imagine if he didn't do this. Imagine there was, if there was no Lionel and Gino. You know, and we always assume that, yeah, at some point somebody else will pick up the reins and kind of do things as well. But you can't assume that. You can't assume, oh, somebody else will do it, so I don't need to. Bravo for you. I don't need right. to do this. No. Because if everybody thinks somebody else is going to do it, nothing's going to get done. Right. Of course not. And then we're we're stuck. And people don't realize there's, there's crazy shit happening all over the world. Mm -hmm. You know, people always ask me, why Africa? It just happened to be the person that asked me to go. You want to know the truth, though? They need and it as much as anyone in the one, world. 100%. People are like, well, why don't you do things here in the U.S.? And they're like, people be more likely, people be <laughs> like, they'll be more likely to give to your foundation if you help people in the U.S. And my answer is always this. If you live in the U.S., you can walk into any hospital anywhere and get care. 100%. You may not be able to pay for it after, but you can walk into any hospital and get care. In developing nations, Southeast Asia, South America, places like Africa, you can't walk into the hospital. The hospital we were working with, before your family member gets treated, there is a cashier outside of the ER that you come, you pay, they give you a pink piece of paper, and then you go in and your family member gets treated, regardless of what's happening. Wow. Because there is no insurance system. And it's the most let corrupt that, place in the world, too. Yeah. You know, I remember when... And so, we, sorry, but when we told them we were there, no patient gets charged. I mean, you can charge the patients that have money, but if they come in, nobody gets turned away. Give us the bill before we leave. That is crazy. That's amazing. Because it's just, it's, healthcare is something that everybody should at least have access to. Sure. And, yeah, I, I remember speaking to Dr. Tesfaye, and you, you know, we, we talk about, because he would send these photos, and I'd say, oh my God, it's how, you know, you have to imagine these people live in huts. Yeah. And they're, they, they, to cook their food, they have open fires. They don't have gas furnaces or, you know, electric stoves. Open they, flame. Open flame. And so they have these little kids who are 
cooking because mom's taking care of someone else or you know out gathering supplies or doing whatever and they get burned and some of these poor kids even adults that the you know get burned from these fires backing into it you know yeah i have three kids of my own and they wrestle all over i can see them backing into Mm -hmm. a fire and each one getting burned and so and and the burn's not even the worst part it's it gets so bad because they don't get care. So that's Nobody why takes care of it. So that's why contractures. contractures. Of course. The body heals. Like yeah. That's the beautiful thing about the human body. It's going to heal. Oh, yeah. No matter what yeah. we do. Despite what we do to it, the body wants to heal. Yeah. It just, it heals all screwed up. You're and right. that's where the big mm-hmm. problems occur. It's, it sacrifices form for function. Yeah. Yeah. And, then you, and then you hear what, what Dr. Tesfaye said. You know, some of these kids that have these problems. The parents, the, the, they don't, the families don't want them back because no. they're defective. Exactly. And when you hear about these things, it just breaks your heart. Like, why did that one kid have to get yeah, that type like, of... Look at the facial deformities. You're they're right. outcasts. You're right. Exactly. Any parent out there, you have to... Have Here's what's even crazier. Rectovaginal fistulas. The women who get those after childbirth get cast aside by their husbands because now they're filthy dirty. And so there was a woman who came from oh, Europe man. who opened up all these fistula hospitals and has been taking care of it. And so now it's much better. She, and, and all you're doing is closing off fistulas. Of course. You guys have done them. You know? nothing. But, but, it, when, but it requires someone to do it. Right, <laughs> and you can't, your husband doesn't want to touch you because of what that is. And it's just, you become an outcast, yeah. you know? And so, so many social aspects of not receiving adequate health care that we don't even think about, mm-hmm. you know? And so, when people come to my office, it's the funny thing. When people come to my office and start telling me what they deserve, I literally just kind of, I just, I nod my head and I'm just like, hmm, you deserve. Cool. You're standing, somebody came out of my office the other day. I was, God, his appointment was at 1.30. I showed up at 1.38 to turn the corner and he's already in the hallway. Where's the doctor? But he didn't know it was me. He's like, where's the doctor? You know, he's behind. And I'm like, I'm actually the doctor. He's like, well, why are you, are you coming to see me right now? I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I was like, absolutely not. Why? Well, you're eight minutes behind. I was like, it took you almost three months to get this appointment. And you can't wait 30 minutes to see me. So you have two choices. You can go back in the room and be quiet and wait for me to see you. Or you can leave, schedule another appointment, and wait another three months. So you take 30 minutes <laughs> or three months. You decide. I'm going to start using that. Yeah, because it's like... <laughs> that's great. You came looking for me. I didn't go looking for you. Yeah. you that know? is great. But that's that sense of entitlement. And I think that lack of awareness and all of that I think starts at home and you guys that have kids it's it starts with you Mm -hmm. you know and if you're I I strongly believe if you're a good human you can tell your kids all day to be good humans if you live differently sure your kids are going to live like you yeah yeah, yeah. it's all lead by example at all times and so and I always think too because we live and this is why you know my brother's kids I think are so well-rounded you show them that this is not real. Yeah. You show them what real life is and say, this is how you be grateful. 
because gratitude is so missed nowadays. Big time. Yeah. And that's, it's the entitlement yeah. issue, and that's and all over the U.S. And, it's and a, then you, they go to school with kids that, you know, and, and you see it everywhere. And it's not just the U.S. Anywhere where there's money, access to money. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons why we chose Ethiopia is because Ethiopia is not only, you know, a lot of these countries you have, the people are poor, but the country's rich. Mm -hmm. Ethiopia is kind of, they don't have the same natural resources. They have coffee, leather, that kind of thing, but they don't have all the minerals and, sure. you know, gold, silver, blah, 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 that a lot of these other countries have. And so the country's not very rich. The people are not rich. You know, you have 110 million people, and you got like 100,000 that actually are well off. And, and you're corrupt. Yeah. And, but, <laughs> and you're corrupt. Shit, Washington's corrupt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm saying, <laughs> you know, that's, yeah. like when you talk to Tesve, that's all he would yeah, say. He was like, it's corrupt. It's just so corrupt that you can't even. I mean, little things like we just sent, you know, 10,000 colostomy bags over there. Um, they just got there maybe about three weeks ago. That's awesome. Wow. And it took a lot of dealing with the Minister of Health and getting them to not tax us for bringing in. And it's still. Which is we crazy still got, to me because you, you're giving supplies oh, to that and we still got taxed 3% wow. instead of whatever. It's the craziest thing I've ever heard. I sent to Saeed, <laughs> um, not this time around before, I sent him some equipment. They went online, look because I in order to send things over there, you have to fill out a bunch of paperwork and then place a value on it and all that stuff. So I was like, cost $100 because that's what I paid for it. They went and looked online as to what it's being sold for. Yeah. Charged me taxes on what it's being sold for. The taxes that they charged for that piece of equipment were more than one month's salary for him. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. That's all of it's just crazy. Well, you know, listen, when it, we love the entire concept. We love the fact that you are starting, you know, from the ground up, educating, providing, um, and, and so they can really help themselves you know it's that whole yeah. teach a man to fish uh, philosophy but how how does anyone else get involved how does anyone else if they look at the hunt foundation and they say all right i like what you're doing here would love to help at some point i'm not on that email chain but um you know what can they do well they can it's it's very easy people reach out all the time either through social media you know um at Hunt Foundation or on the website, it's thehuntfoundation.org. There's a I want to help page, mm -hmm. and okay. you can donate, join the team, whatever it may be. And it fires off emails to me and my staff, and we answer them all. And nurses, and they're always like, I want to go, I want to go, I want to go. Cool. Everybody wants to take a trip. Do you want to help put in the work? Do you want to do what we do? Do you want to give your knowledge? Say, hey, look, I'm an ICU nurse. Can I come up with an idea for a manual for ICU nurses and give it to you to send over there? That's something easy. Yeah, That's great. That won't just, but nobody's done it. I'm not an ICU nurse. I don't know how to do that. Sure, sure. You know, I'm not an anesthesiologist. I don't, here's the meds they have. Is there a way they can do anesthesia? You know, we're washing ET tubes yeah. and using them over again. You know? I, I remember going to South America and yeah. doing a couple trips, and we'd wash the gloves that we just operated on. We'd literally turn them inside out, back inside, and then we'd operate on the next person. Yeah. And our, our sheets are they're they're cloth drapes. They're not paper drapes. You don't yeah. waste anything. Yeah, you don't waste anything. You know? Now, now, 
question because there's a lot of people that listen to us that are medical students or other plastic surgeons. Yes. And kind of like what John just said, if they want to get involved, let's say they want to go there. Yeah. Are you setting up more? I know we were supposed to do one with you a while ago. Are you setting up trips or is that we something do, that's not? We do go when it's safe. That's the, See, that's the problem. And that's it. It's when, you know, it's easy for my brother and I to go and blend. It's easy for people who don't look like me to go, but they don't blend. And it's not that it's dangerous. It's, it's one of those things where I don't want the liability mm-hmm. if there's certain times when the State Department is like... Say it's high alert. Say high yeah. alert. When the State Department's not on high alert for certain parts of the world, we'll go. You know, it's crazy when you got to have like kidnapping ransom insurance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I do, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm oh. so overly insured. I wouldn't say overly. I'm adequately insured with things because we're just... We're targets no matter where we are in the world. Right. You know, and now with social media and the internet, we are, we have an electronic footprint that we can't hide. And that's okay because it brings awareness, sure. you know. But it also, but it also brings awareness right, to something else. Yes. Right, but it's it's one of those things where Addis, the capital city, is very safe. And that's where we do most of our work. As long as you're not at the borders. Right. You know, but the border in California ain't very safe either. <laughs> you know, so it's... <laughs> You know, so as long the, as you're not going to Sudan, you're okay. Yeah, and, but, it, but it borders Ethiopia. Sure, no, I know. know. And, That's the problem. Right, and so you just, you understand that in the capital city, there's not much violence at all. I, there's no violent crimes. Nobody gets shot. You don't get gunshot wounds. None of that stuff. So you interesting. Know? Yeah, there's no, there's petty theft. That's it. But when you go up north or you, or go, you, go, or you go west. Where, or where you go where there's civil wars breaking out. Sure. Yeah. Which is everywhere right now, especially down yeah. in Africa. I mean, it's, You know, it's, and so it's one of those things where if people say, next time you take a trip or how can I help, dude, get on a plane. Let's go. Okay. We will never say, and anybody, it doesn't have to be in medicine because if you're, I have friends that say, I don't know what I can do. You can come and you can help move patients. You can write people's names down. You can, there's always a place for you sure. if you want to help do something, yeah. you know, because it literally, when we were seeing these 500 patients, everybody's a number at this point. And it's funny because you can't even separate them out by date of birth. Because a lot of these people, which is kind of wild, they don't know their birthday because they're born at home, and the Ethiopian calendar is seven years behind us. What oh, is different calendar? Oh yeah, I didn't know that. Wow. So looking at looking at medications in the OR, we're like, oh, this is expired, like eight years ago. We're like, no, that's today's date. <laughs> they're eight wow. years and a couple months or days behind us. Wow, wow that's interesting. I didn't, I didn't know wow. that. That is so crazy. <laughs> it's, it was it was it was separated from the Gregorian calendar and just so now they have both calendars. It's now you know the interesting thing for people who are listening and, and watching, um, Lino and, and his brother have as busy a spine practice as you can get here in LA, and that's the 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 beauty of it that they'll take time out of their busy practice to go help others. That a lot of people don't do this because they're like, wait, I'm gonna I'm gonna lose money that's on the table. I'm gonna lose patients. I'm gonna lose my practice. I'm not gonna lose anything. Nothing's the reality of it is exactly they're going to come and they'll see you and you'll be just as busy. Um, but the problem is people don't think like that. And that's again, that's what we started with with this conversation. People forget why they became doctors in the first place. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think even now, more so than ever, we as doctors change our mindset based on how insurance companies change theirs. And that's that's terrible. It's yeah. pathetic, actually. Yes, you absolutely. Know? Yes, we all got to make a living. We all want to do well. Sure. And 
if you can't, you're a smart physician or a smart professional. If you can't find multiple streams of income to offset that week that you're going to be exactly. gone, then you got bigger problems. And I yeah, probably yeah, don't yeah. want you as my doctor. That means, that means you're probably not smart. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you're right. And it, and it is. And, and when you're, that's the whole point of it. When you're successful, give back. Um, and I know we've talked about this, but since it was your birthday five days ago. Yeah. And um, you're such a foodie. Let's kind of go and, and, and talk about something else. Oh, yeah. Uh, pick a restaurant. We can take you out to dinner. <laughs> um, Give us your five favorite restaurants in LA. Number one, Hayato. Ooh, what's that? Talk to me. Hayato is a Japanese restaurant in downtown LA in the row. Just got a couple Michelin stars. Brandon Hayato is a genius. There's seven seats. Wow. Oh, wow. All right. And what, all sushi or just all different types? Japanese of- cuisine. Okay. It's, it's a, it's a, it's an affair. That was so easy. He just popped that out like that. Because I was just there on Saturday. Oh, you were? Okay. I go once or twice a year because the reservation is ridiculous to get. Okay. It takes like four to six months to get a resi if you can. Okay. So we can't Um, take you out for that yet. And Naka is another one. I haven't been been to Naka. Is it good? It's really good. Okay. And Naka is another good one. Um, If we wanted to steer away from Japanese. You're like, I don't know about Um, that. Felix is always good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Felix yeah. is always there. Good. You go. Um, you can't go wrong there. Uh, I'm still looking for that ultimate piece of meat, though. The ultimate steak. I like Carlitos Gardel. Never been. Oh man, it's an we Argentinian go steakhouse. Melrose and uh, just uh, west of Fairfax. Okay. It's phenomenal. Really. Some of the best meat. Yeah, I, it's because you know there's different places do decent steaks. Right. But I'm I'm looking for that. I wish oh. had a steak at Steak Forty Eight. It was pretty good. I don't know if you were there. Todoraku. Oh, how's that? Oh, I haven't been there. Oh, my God. I don't even know why it escaped me. Todoraku is about the best meat you could have on the planet. Okay. And it's right on Pico in Beverly Hills. Oh, really? They just moved. And Chef Kaz is just... It's one of those other places, too, that you have to call him directly to get a resi. But where I spent my 50th that night. Wait, is that, that night. Steakhouse? Yeah. See, the, oh, the, does, man, I remember going there. There's a reason I brought this Where you grill up. at the table right there? Yeah. Oh no! They kept bringing out they more, more and more meats. More and more. And yeah, there's nothing fancy. The place is at, at all. Fancy. It used to the back. Yeah. yeah, so that they moved from that place. So it's a, Jap- a, it's a Japanese steakhouse. Japanese steakhouse, oh, but it's yeah. all it's That's all beef. Awesome. It's and, all and beef. The chef, he loves. Uh, if you have a last bottle of wine, he loves having that. He beef. loves old burgs and he loves old uh, just. Old hearty reds. Let's do it. Yeah, you got to tell us a date, and we're we're done. Amazing. That's, that's, that's a great meal. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, done, yeah. Done, and done, and done, done, done. And it's festive. Yeah, you bring yeah, bottles. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, just, oh, perfect. He's done a, he's, deal. He's a nutcase. You know um, what? I just want to say. Every, yeah. You know the entire podcast here. I think for those of the the listeners and viewers, it's a little different than normal. And I want you know this is something that's very important to us. Um, I think one of the one of the best exercises I ever had in college in a philosophy class was to write your own obituary. Yeah. And um, I think it's safe to say that you writing yours would show that you've done a lot, you've served a lot, you've accomplished a lot, and, but in the end, people remember you for your generosity. And so, and, so your, and your humility. Yeah, you're, we're so thankful to have you here we, we really want those of you who are listening and, and viewing to go to the huntfordfoundation.org and uh, get involved. I mean, this is one of those things where you can help, uh, you know, for those physicians, medical students, nurses, things like that, give your knowledge. I mean, that's, 
that's more than anything. Yes. Any yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's more. Uh, but listen, we'll take checks too, though. Yeah. yeah, yeah and, exactly. I, and I'll tell you one one last statement that it's near and dear to me, and it's tattooed on my arm in my father's native language, French, and it says, "If your presence doesn't make an impact, your absence won't make a difference." And that's Very stuck true. with me. And that is my mantra. Whatever that is, when people are around you, if you're not ha- if you're not impactful on their lives, they're not going to remember you. Yeah. And how do you want to be remembered? Yeah. Or okay. do you even care to be remembered? Exactly. Uh, I mean, no, you're right. If listen, it's, it, it's uh, it definitely the the entire process here definitely makes you think. And, and again, we're so thankful. I know how busy you are. Oh, thank you for having me. This worked out nicely. Yeah, this is cool. Yeah, yeah. Listen, we're, we're and the one thing we didn't touch on, real quick. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, Lionel's got a podcast oh, yeah. that we're oh, going to yeah. be on soon. Um, yeah. What's the podcast called? It's called Sipping on Excellence. I like with it. Coach KJ and Doug. So it briefly coaches. A, he's a personal trainer, life coach, and he's been my personal trainer. Um, he kind of brought me back after my stint with cancer, yep. and just kind of I went from zero to now because he was that champion Amazing. pushing me, pushing me. And so we'd always have these conversations while we're training just about random life stuff. And he came to me one day and was like, dude, we should do a podcast and we should call it this. And I was like, well, yeah, sipping on excellence is cool. I was like, but why don't we sip on something excellent while we're giving the audience <laughs> something excellent to sip on? And so, so our, our topics are ranging about everything that people discuss about across the table mm-hmm. but are afraid to really bring out. you know, And so... We talk about men's issues, men's health issues. We talk about, you know, we have episode that came out today that's called No F's Given, meaning at what point in our life do we lose our filter? Yeah. Kids have no filter because they haven't learned how to have sure. one. Sure, sure, sure. Old people, the elderly, yeah. have no filter because they've yeah, lived yeah. their whole life yeah. filtering. <laughs> and so, but you have that middle road where you have to learn what do I filter? And too many of us, not only we don't, we filter more of the good things mm-hmm. while we blast the bad things. Yeah. And so I will tell you all day all the shit I hate about you, but I'm going to filter telling you how much I care about you because I want to keep that to myself because I don't want to feel vulnerable. That's the dumbest shit ever. Dumbest. Right? But that's what we do. And so it's that's the, the filters. And so that's kind of what we talked about. It's kind of like a no filter week. filter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, to get through life appropriately, you got to have a filter yeah, of some yeah. sort. Oh, yeah. You can't just go he's around saying walking, everything you he's, think. He's been walking on eggshells with yeah. me for years that's now. That's me. I'm the blinders. I'm the blinders. It's like, oh, no, close your ears. Close your ears. But, but, but you have to. You have to, you have to know your audience. Yeah. You have to know who's sitting in front of you. And the whole message was filter appropriately. Right. Yeah. You know, and that's that's so that's kind of the stuff that we talk about, and it's it gets fun, you know. And when you guys come on, we'll talk about sort of what you guys do, and because your world is to me is wild. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, our world especially to me is wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, especially now because that Forever Young is what everybody's searching yep. for. Yep. yep. You know, and they, which is great, and so they don't realize that Forever Young starts inside. If you are great outside and you're rotten inside, it's gonna show on the outside. Absolutely. No matter how tight you pull it. And we deal with that a lot, bro. (laughs) Like you've got no idea. Well, like people come in with this picture and say, I wanna look like this. Yeah. And you're like, 
they don't even look like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, but it's right? so true. Yeah. It's so true. But yeah, so this is this is what you guys are doing, man. I religiously kind of pick topics. I'm like, oh, that one looks great. Yeah. You know, and and it's and it's cool because I know you. Yeah, absolutely. You know? So I know, I know that what they're saying actually is them. <laughs> you totally. Know? Totally. Dudes, thanks for having me, man. Thank this you for is, coming yeah, on. This was great, man. Yeah, we can't thank you enough. Guys, please go to thehuntfoundation.org. Uh, you know, get involved, give back, and uh, hopefully you guys have learned something. Today. And if you need spine surgery, he really is. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Honestly, the best. And so, uh, listen, hopefully you guys have learned something today. It's a gentle pause in our fast-paced, busy lives uh, to understand the importance of giving back and creating a presence uh, because you're right when you create, create a presence uh, you're awesome so in any case thank you so much uh, once again guys this is Forever Young I'm Dr. John Layton I'm Dr. Payment Daniel Porlino it's been a pleasure thank you gentlemen you thank can you. listen to us wherever you listen to your podcasts check us out on YouTube Spotify TikTok or Instagram peace Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.